0: Goosebumps number 15. You Can't Scare Me by R.L. Stein. They're coming for you. It's gonna be a scream. Courtney's a total show-off. She thinks she's so brave and she's always making Eddie and his friends look like wimps. But now Eddie's decided he's had enough. He's gonna scare Courtney once and for all. And he's just come up with the perfect plan. He's going to lure Courtney down to Muddy Creek. Because Eddie knows Courtney believes in that silly rumor about the monsters. Mud monsters that live in the creek. Too bad Eddie doesn't believe the rumor. Because it just might be true. Listener beware, you're in for a scare. Hi, welcome to Welcome to Deadcast. I'm Daniel Montgomery. And I'm his brother, Matthew Scott Montgomery. And there is nothing in the world that we love more than Goosebumps Goosebumps by R.L. Stern. We are Goosebumps mega fans, and we know everything everything about them yeah so we're gonna break down this book this you can't this number 15 you can't scare number me. 15 <laughs> somebody does it the love you. you're gonna, gonna believe, believe them. them and when you're 15 you can't scare me we're gonna go through the book and then we're gonna talk about the tv episode mm-hmm. and um here we are before we begin we just want boo. to say boo scared you." we just want to say thank you to everybody that's been listening yeah thank you for all your tweets and stuff and um it's it's really fun to hear everybody's feedback if you want to tweet us um this is matthew scott speaking right now you can tweet me at irobot. you jane um and daniels is mine's danny mac 769 d-a-n-n-y-m-a-c-k 769 those are our That's the easiest way to get in touch with us, please. Or follow us on Instagram as well. Follow us on Instagram. Um, Tweet us and tell us your thoughts. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you love. Yeah. Send us some questions. People have been doing that and I love that. And the iTunes reviews are really, really great too. So if you just want to zip by there and if you love what you're listening to, just give us those five stores, five stores, give us those five stores you can shop at. No, give us his five stars. I know. Sorry, Dion ended the sentence with a preposition. I know, it drives Oof. him crazy. I, grammar girl. I'm a grammar um, girl. Over and I want to give a shout out to. Uh, there's a YouTube channel, Half the Mic. Um, and we, Dion, and I just discovered him. We saw his his his. Um, iTunes review and he has kind of a cool YouTube page and you should check it out and he reviews episodes of I don't yeah. know Goosebumps the TV series it's amazing it's called Half the Mic and he's great yeah he's really awesome um, so thank you for for listening um, and this is the 15th book in the Goosebumps series this and one came out in January 1994 well, let's talk about this cover real quick now Please. I think this cover is so iconic oh it's the um, background of my phone right now it's the background of my phone too lol um, it's iconic because you have the mud monster from Muddy Creek, which when they came out with the Goosebumps um, paraphernalia or whatever the merchandise, it, the, the toys, and stuff. Them, they, The mud monster was heavily featured, um, and so it's the cover. It's so cute. The cover of this book, I think, is so fantastic. It's it's a a terrifying mud monster with two mud monsters behind him or her, him cl- or her climbing out of the mud, and it's very orangey and it's it, scary. Yeah, it's it's frightening, um, and the and co- there's like a mist. There's like a yellow. Dirty old mist yes. floating around, and it and the um the colors that go with this book are kind of like an eggshell blue and kind of a baby shit brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a mud color. It's a yeah. sky blue and I a think mud. it's interesting. We'll talk more about the TV show. We'll talk about the book first and then the television show. But um, I think it's interesting how in the TV show they choose gray mud, this kind of yes. like bluish gray it's, mud. I pictured it my whole my whole life, literally my whole life, right as this red brown brown. Clay, mud, and the TV show. It is pale gray. Yeah, it, it, it's. And I think it's equally um, affecting as the the mud monster in the TV show, as the one on the cover of the book. Oh gosh, it's um, such a promising cover for uh, <laughs> you guys for a not so promising book. I, this is the I when. Listeners who who've heard every episode, you know this already. So, or if you've heard one other episode, you know this already. That's true. That I reread these when I was sixteen, and I graded um, them in the top r- inside left corner of the book, and I gave this one a C. Is which this the I lowest? I think score is our so lowest so far. Mm. This book is a real dud. It's you guys. <laughs> but here is the thing: the episode is yeah. one of my favorite TV episodes, and the Mud Monster itself, I absolutely love. But it's a bit of a Friday the Thirteenth for me, in that it's also a bit of a Uh, a tales in the crypt where I'll explain what that means. But what Matthew means by Friday the 13th is that it all hangs at at the end. Right. It yeah. all the whole book like the magic the fun the whole book lies in the very last page or two. Yeah. And what I mean by Tales from the Crypt is there have there have been so many Tales from the Crypt episodes that are sort of a morality tale kind of thing mm-hmm. where throughout the whole episode nothing really scary happens. Yeah. It's kind of like life happens and either people are jealous or there's um you know like maybe some murder or like some stealing or something. And then at the very end of the episode is when something outrageous happens or when there, there's Uh some scary comeuppance or something, you know, this whole book, it's not scary. No, but it's about scaring people. And I, and, and I, that's something that doesn't really come natural. I love spooky stuff, obviously more than anything. You should see my apartment right now where we're Daniel and I are. But, um, uh, I, I was never like, I never felt the, the need to scare other people or like prank mm, people or things yes. like that. And I remember being a kid, think reading these books, especially The Haunted Mask and seeing that TV episode thinking, I'm supposed to be scaring my friends. I'm supposed to be scaring people because that's what you do. So there was this one Halloween night where I went out, I don't know where you were. Where was I? I don't know. I went out and I hid behind these hedges. How we- old were we? Oh, I don't know. Probably Twelve or thirteen. Where was I? I don't know. Okay, so I hid by in these hedges, waiting to scare these two girls. Where was this? In this North, North Carolina. Carolina. And I think I was wearing a scream mask or something like that. But I, I jumped out and I scared these girls, and they were they were really frightened and ran away. And I ended up feeling bad. Aww. <laughs> I like we were feeling guilty about it, thinking like this you isn't do. fun. Yeah, I was like this isn't fun. Like I, that's scaring people. I love being scared. I think. There's nothing sexier than when someone scares you, I feel like. Ooh. There's this guy that whatever who who even cares, but like he's into spooky stuff too, and I I've gone over to his house a couple times and he always makes a point where every time if I have to use the restroom while I'm there, I leave the room. He always like I come out and he turns out the lights and like scares me. I have, really I have a friend like that. He is I love him to death, but I don't feel like I can I can relax around him, <laughs> him a lot of the time because he has he has scared roommates. Of his to the point of tears. He has scared me oh, I one know who time. You're about. Oh, oh yeah. gosh, deep in my soul, scared me, and I I love it. Yeah, I do too. Scare but me. Um, uh, do it, make me scream. Let's get into it. Let's see if we can we can scare people with this episode. <laughs> oh, this one's gonna be terrifying. So uh, this the beginning of the book starts off on a field trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the main character in this book is Eddie, and Eddie has. Freckles, red hair. Ding. Uh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs>
1: You've been drinking. Ding, ding, ding,
0: ding, ding. It's that Arlstein ism There can't be a goose Sounds book without a character with red hair. I know, it makes me want to fall hard on my elbows and knees. Let out a long whoosh of anger. Or... Don't he, start doing that accent. I know, I can't help it, I just go into this it. This isn't the world of Fever Swamp anymore. <laughs> he has two big old teeth that stick out, and his older brother, Kevin, calls him bugs. Like the bunny. Lol. Lol. And he has a best friend named Hat. Uh but Hat isn't his real name. It's not his God-given name. His his actual name is Herbie, but he's he's called Hat because he always works. I love a hat. the best friend with a nickname that's like not a real name. Like Bird and say cheese and die. Yes, exactly. Exactly. He has really big ears, a big old dopey smile. And there are two girls that are the, two completely interchangeable, superfluous girls. Yes. One is Molly. She has red and blue braces and glasses. And then there's Charlene. Charlene has short brown hair and brown eyes with a, and they both have big oversized T-shirts and faded jeans. Oh, I like the sound of that. Yes, me too. So they are on, they're they're in sixth grade. So Molly, Charlene, Etten, Etta, Hattie. <laughs> Molly, Charlene, Eddie, Eddie and, and Hat. Hat. They're all best. Molly, Charlene, Eddie, and Hat. Molly, Molly Charlene, Eddie and Hat. Charlene, Eddie, and Hat. Molly, Charlene, Eddie, and Hat are on a on a, on a school trip. Yeah. To Green Forest. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. And they have to go to the forest and write down wildlife and plant life that they see. I want to go. And Sounds easy. they're all best friends. And there's another girl um, that on the trip with them and their class name, Courtney. Enter Courtney. Now, in the TV show, they say Courtney King. But in the book, I don't think they, don't say, her they say her last name. I don't they say her last name either. This book is all about Courtney, Courtney, Courtney. It is all Courtney. She has long blonde hair and blue eyes. And that's all you need to know. Yes. hang. She is a know-it-all. She is she is a diva. She mm, is... Go on, diva. Yes, God. She is um, the smartest girl in the class, and boy, does she know it. That's right. And uh, so they're all on this field trip together, walking through the woods, and uh, Miss Know-It-All Courtney's seeing all kinds of things. She's seeing a bat, and she's seeing a deer and she sees a birch I love it. tree. I you're kind of singing that. She was seeing a bat. She was seeing a deer. deer. She was seeing a birch tree. <laughs> she was singing a birch tree. And she also saw a weeping beech tree. Oh, of course. <laughs> I've seen a couple weeping beeches in my life. <laughs> yeah, right down the street. Woo, me on a Saturday night. Oh. So, Eddie and Hat are little bummed that Courtney's seeing all the cool stuff and they're not seeing it I wanted to see a bat and Courtney's really like really sunk in a bog <laughs> and Courtney's like how can you not see the bat it was right there oh boys and they're like "Ugh, Courtney and Eddie and Hatter are horsing around and Eddie sees a big green snake next to his foot Ay! and the snake bites him no it doesn't no, it actually doesn't bite him. Courtney has picked it up and is like, you guys were scared of a snake? It was just a harmless green snake. Whatever. How could you be scared? And Courtney Bitch. has a best friend named Denise. It's not delivery. It's, it's Denise. Denise. And they're best friends, and Denise makes fun of him and says, <laughs> Eddie was afraid of a snake, and everybody, everybody laughs. laughs. Can I just say, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but in the TV episode... Courtney is perfectly cast by Charlotte Sullivan, who plays Marion Hawthorne in Harriet the Spy, which is like my favorite movie of all time. She is perfectly cast. Perfectly cast. And if you guys haven't seen Harriet the Spy, then fuck you. Um, But it's the greatest movie ever. But Harriet, in the movie, she plays a similar kind of character named Marion Hawthorne. And she has her second... Rachel Hennessy is her second-in-command. And I thought... Denise is to Courtney as Rachel Hennessy is to Marion Hawthorne, and yes. I'll never forget what it says in the movie. The only thing worse than being Marion Hawthorne is, is wanting, wanting to be Marion Hawthorne.
1: There's Rachel Hennessy, Marion's second in command. The only thing more pathetic than being Marion Hawthorne is wanting to be Marion
0: Hawthorne. Work. So, they get out of the woods, and Eddie is bummed that Courtney made fun of him, and everybody's making making has been making fun of him. And they see at the bus a group of kids in a circle, staring—this is so funny to me. This is—okay, what we're about to enter into, listeners, is for me, Matthew Scott Montgomery, the most interesting thing that happens in this book, and the most—probably one of the most outrageous things to happen in the entire series, and I think maybe the most ridiculous thing that's happened in the book series so far. All right, I will, I will kind of agree with that. They uh, are they they come they come to a bus and see a group of kids standing in a circle <laughs> staring straight ahead silently. And that's not what's I was talking about listeners. We'll get there in a second. Yes, You'll know this what happen. This I I'm just leading up to it. And Charlene says, "It's Courtney." And then, there, did something bad happen to Courtney? And they run into the circle to see what's going on. And it turns out it's Courtney in the middle of the circle. She's letting two bumblebees walk across her hand and arm, just like presenting them. Mm-hmm. And Eddie's like, What? What is she doing? I wish they would just sting her. And Courtney gives some speech about how bees are really just very gentle and they only sting when provoked. It tickles. It really does. It tickles. Does anyone want to try holding these bees? Eddie, catch! And then Courtney throws the bees at Eddie. That's what I think is the most ridiculous thing that's ever happened. A girl throws bees at someone in this book. (laughs) What the fuck? One of the bees hits Eddie and bounces onto the ground. I was like, what (laughs) is this? Does any of this make any sense there is bee throwing in this book bee throwing (laughs) a girl a 12 year old girl holds two bees in her hands and throws them at someone hashtag bee throwing like what so every, ha- Hat and Eddie freak out Because Courtney throws bees at them And everybody laughs at them It's, it's really like, really And like Eddie's strange. afraid of snakes And Hat's afraid of bees They're afraid of bees and snakes Lol. I also think these are kind of stupid things That they're making fun of him for being afraid of You should be fucking afraid of snakes You should be fucking afraid of bees Especially if someone's throwing them at you Crazy So they all They get on their bus make the, Get on the bus Make the way back to school The wheels on the bus <laughs> And And uh, Charlene Molly eddie and hat there are a lot of people to keep track of get in the back of the bus and uh, they dr- uh, and they're just commiserating about how you know how much they can't stand courtney and people are even buzzing like literally going and as they walk on the bus making fun of them should they be making fun of the weird bee girl who has had bees dancing across her fingers <laughs> and she'd be throwing them at people <laughs> they drive by on the way back to school they drive by muddy creek and this is the first introduction of Muddy Creek, and one of them, you know, theorizes. They said maybe Courtney would be scared of the mud monsters. And there's a mention of there's this old le- legend that monsters live under the mud. Legend of the Lost Legend. And on full moons, they rise out of the mud and pull victims down into the mud with them. When I read the, when, I read, when we were reading it, we're. R- 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 when I was whoa, reading whoa, it this whoa, time, whoa, I was whoa, like, whoa, "Full whoa. moons. We just had the Werewolf of Fever Swamp. Now we're doing another full moon thing. They only climb out of the mud on the full moon. Weird. Who knows? Uh, Eddie mentions Who that his knows? Eddie mentions that his brother Kevin is making a horror movie called The Mud Monsters of Muddy Creek for a high school project. And they a have cool horror video. A horror video with cool costumes and everything. Isn't that cool? We'll come back to that later. And the four of them agree they've got to scare Courtney. We have to. It's so important. She's not afraid of anything. Then Molly has an idea. Her brother has a big black rubber snake that is so real looking. No. More snakes? Molly's brother scared it with her once under her pillow and she screamed for an hour. (laughs) No one could stop her from screaming, she said. She said, I screamed for an hour. No one could stop me. Wow. That's a really, really long time. It must be a really scary looking snake. (laughs) So what they decide to do is they're going to hide it in her lunch bag. Now, at their school, they all keep their lunch bags on a shelf in the back of the classroom since there is no cafeteria because their school is too small. Okay. So... That next day at school, they, as soon as they sit down for lunch, Mr. Melvin, Mr. Melvin, their teacher groans, says, oh, I forgot my lunch. And so Courtney says, you can have mine. <laughs> my mom always packs so much. Now at this point, they have put the snake in Courtney's lunch bag. Yeah. Mr. Melvin pulls out the snake, and everyone flips out. Mr. Melvin flips out. Screams for an hour. And because no one, start can, no one can stop him. And Courtney's not scared. What Courtney does is, uh, you know, Mr. Melvin pulls out the snake, freaks out, drops the rubber snake, and Courtney stomps on the rubber snake and stomps and stomps and stomps its head off. Stomp the yard. Is it easy to stomp off the head of a rubber snake? Is it easy to throw bees at someone? <laughs> So, um, you know, attempt number one to scare Courtney failed. So, uh, later this week, one d- out of seventeen. Seventeen attempts. We're gonna we're gonna fly through these. Uh, so this is. I think this is so fun. It's so funny to mention. And like but, Molly's like upset because her brother's really expensive rubber snake is all stomped. Yeah, it got its head all stomped. Molly, Charlene, up. I can't tell the difference. So later, later that week, it's sunny and it's been raining all week. And there's a note that it says it's rain season in Southern California. Oh yeah. And I said, oh really? When's that? Wow. We're recording We're recording this live in sunny Southern California, and I'll tell you what, there ain't no rain season. No, these ain't. Maybe in 1994, Robert Lawrence. He's from Ohio, so I feel like, all, unless, let's otherwise, I've always assumed that the books take place in Ohio. Hmm. This is Muddy Creek, California. You know what book also takes place in California was? Stay Out of the Basement. And The Abominable Snowman of Pasadena. Haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, we're Penty. only... 23 episodes away are we really yeah that's 38 no 48 Ooh. no it's 49 Ooh, no, no i'm getting g- we're not gonna get to that for year. it's not 38 i'm so embarrassed all right well matthew's gonna go sit in a corner while i'm gonna explain what what's going on so they are having a meeting at eddie's house all four of them 38. It it's 38 i knew it trust your gut go with your always go with your gut So they're going to have a meeting that afternoon to figure out how to scare Courtney. And then Mrs. Rudolph comes screaming out of her house towards Eddie, a wild look in her eyes. Screaming for an hour. (laughs) She says, you've got to help me. You've got to help me. All oh God, please hurry. Ma'am, please calm down. Tell me where you are. 12, Lori, Lane. And she says, my cat Mutley is stuck in a tree. Stupid cat. And Eddie's like, oh, it is? I hate climbing trees. And he's afraid of heights, he says. Ugh. And Mrs., Mrs. Rudolph says, well, all boys your age climb trees, don't they? Fuck you, don't tell me what to do. She said with a disapproving look on her face. Get out of my life. I can't see Mrs. Rudolph and her shiny red nose. Mrs. Rudolph makes me sick. So the cat falls out of the tree and... Then it lands on its feet or something. I don't understand anything about cats. Yep, don't care. whatever. And Mrs. Rudolph says, Well, um oh no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. The cat starts to fall and then catches itself and hangs onto the branch. Uh-huh. And Eddie's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And Mr. Rudolph says, Well, I guess I'll have to call the fire department. And then guess who shows up? Courtney. Courtney, Courtney. shows up. She's wearing white denim overalls and a bright yellow T shirt. She's looking good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she decides. She immediately climbs up the tree, gets the cat, and says, I like climbing trees. It's really fun. And Mrs. Rudolph says, Thanks, Courtney. Glad someone in this neighborhood is brave. And Courtney's like, No problem. Hey, Eddie, did you put that snake in my bag? And he says, Uh, uh, no. And he blushes and she's, "Mm, Okay. And she rides away on her red bike. And then, then they decide all right that's it that's it i've had it with courtney let's put a live tarantula down her back let's do that oh god arlstein loves him some tarantulas doesn't he so the next plan is for hat and eddie to steal a tarantula from the science room hide on a balcony in the gym while molly and charlene get courtney to stand under the balcony and then hat and eddie will drop the tarantula on her and of course she'll be scared (laughs) hey you guys Hey, listeners, do you think she's going to be scared? I love how they're like, this is such a simple idea, but it's like the most complicated idea. I had spent so much time staring into the sky thinking about this when I was reading this, because I was like, okay. So there's a balcony in the gym, even though the the school is too small to have a cafeteria, there's like a two-story gym. And they have to hide up there. And how would people not really see? And it's just a complicated, complicated plan. Whatever. So they sneak into the science room, realize they don't, oh, we don't have anything to put this in. They find a container, poke holes in it, and Hat grabs the big thing fat tarantula Ugh. and it squirms and it flails around and it's arms and legs spinning around. Cause, cause tarantulas have arms and legs. Are you familiar with the Goosebumps 2000 book? Are you terrified yet? I'm familiar with the cover. That's what makes, this makes me think of, you Ooh. can't scare me. Are you terrified yet? And how similar they are. In wow. In, in, and they sound really similar. Spidery. So while, while they're putting this, the, the tarantula in a container, a te- the teacher comes in, of course, Mr. Dollinger, and they hide in a supply, a supply cabinet and freak out while they're waiting in there and they wait until they hear Mr. Dollinger leave and they hear him leave and they realize there's no handle to get out of the supply cabin they're locked in there, Uh, they're stuck not only that Eddie realized that the container that he ha- that had the tarantula in it's open and then he feels pinpricks of a tarantula crawling up his leg. Oh no, it's it's pinching the back of his leg just like Carly Beth's leg got pinched by Chuck and Steve at the science fair in the haunted mask. Wow, it's all blending together. Sharp pinpricks. So they decide the best way to get out is to slam their bodies against the cabinet. So Eddie slams Let his body at the, the body th- floor, slams the bot his body against the door and they just Burst out, fall on the floor. Hat grabs the tarantula. Do they fall hard on their elbow? knee. It doesn't say that here. Wow. And the body of the... Also, notes that the body of the tarantula is squirming with its legs spinning, spinning. Sick. I'm going to have nightmares about that body-yaddy-yaddy. <laughs> and they put it in the container and everything's fine. I can't believe everything ended up being fine. I know. Page 76. So... <laughs> the next day, everything goes according to plan. Eddie and Hat hide up in the balcony. Molly and Charlene get her in place and drop. They're going to drop the tarantula on her long blonde pony. So, um,. I think it's Ed, Eddie's dropping the tarantula. Or maybe it's Hat. I think Hat does. Hat drops the tarantula on Charl—I mean, uh, sorry, on Courtney, but it misses and lands on Molly. Lol. I oh never no. saw that one coming. And everybody freaks out. Everybody screams. But of course, Courtney doesn't scream. She's totally chill. Picks it up and pets it. And then Mr. Russo catches them up there and says they have Mr. detention. Mr. Russo, Mr. Melvin, Mr. Dollinger. Whatever. And... So, and i thought this was funny. Their punishment is they have to clean the science room after school for two weeks and write a thousand-page essay on why it's wrong to steal living things and drop them on people's pets <laughs> A thousand words. So later, a Eddie. Thousand times good night. Thousand times yes, definitely yes. Later, Eddie is in his bed fuming, thinking about Courtney. Ooh. He's so mad he starts ripping at his bedspread, our Allstar says. Wow. And then he looks up and sees there's a monster cancers. standing at his door. No, please. A monster please. A monster with his with dark blood dripping down his face. Oh no, it can't be my brother wearing a mask from his horror video. And it turns out it's his brother wearing a mask from his horror video, but he's not what? wearing a mask. He's wearing orange brown makeup.
1: Now, oh, wow. and he's like, he's like, hello,
0: just kidding. We were, we scared some kids in the woods today. This is what we were wearing. I can't believe I scared you. And Eddie's like, please let me be in the video. And Kevin's like, hello, no, you'd be too scared. What I th- find is so strange about this, what I find so strange about this is that he walks into Eddie's room covered in this dripping mud, dark black, like brown blood colored mud, and it's dripping all over the floor. Yeah, so I was thinking about that. I'm like hope they too. don't have carpet. Right. Who's gonna clean that up? I don't know, not not his non-existent parents. Get out of here. So he asks his brother, he's like, hey we're trying to scare this girl. How can we scare her? And then Kevin and, and Kevin's like, well I don't know. How about you scare her with something big like a mean dog? <laughs> and Eddie's like, yeah, that's great. A mean dog. So the next play, next day he and Hat and Charlene and Molly are playing yeah. croquet. Yeah, what is that about? Like they're playing croquet in Charlene's backyard. What is this, Heather's? They're playing croquet in the backyard? That's so weird. And Molly is wearing a yellow t-shirt over black lycra tights. I just had to say that. Yes. Charlene says, big scary dog. What about my dog Buttercup? And Eddie's like, Your dog Buttercup, he's a big old lovable Saint Bernard. And Charlene's like, Yeah, not all the time. And Charlene starts whistling, like doesn't does she whistle or does she blow away? Wh- she blows a weird little She whistle, starts right? whistling. She starts whistling, a low, flat whistle. And and Butterscarp Butter scar- Butterscarp butter, butter Buttercup starts freaking out and turns into a vicious, angry beast. The barking ghost. Starts growling and hissing and and, and yarling and And I just made that word up. And Charlene says, attack Eddie, attack him. And then he's like, no, stop. And then as soon as as Eddie opens his eyes, Buttercup is licking Charlene. Lol. And Charlene said, that was to get back at you, Eddie, for the tarantula on my head. Womp womp. I don't think big dogs are that scary. Maybe that's just me. They're not. But Charlene says, "It's, it's easy. When I whistle, he goes crazy. When I stop whistling, he's totally fine. Wow. So they decide that they have to scare her with the dog but how are they, where how and where are they going to do that so they said don't they say like oh courtney and denise have a have tree house. a treehouse in the woods let's hope that they're there and we'll take buttercup by there and scare them no f- you're right they do do that but first before they do that they say um, how are we going ge- to how are we going to get her out there to make sure she's at the treehouse and molly says i can do a great impression of denise <laughs> over the phone oh yeah, this is so embarrassing and so molly starts talking like denise and they're like wow that sounds just like denise yeah, do your best denise impression hi it's me denise wow it's like i'm sitting next to my brother denise <laughs> <laughs> so they immediately call courtney and molly calls her pretending to be denise and she says hey Co- courtney it's me denise meet me at the treehouse and Courtney says, "How can you be Denise when Denise is standing right next to me, bitch?" Wop, wop. So they hang up. The next day it rains, so they can't scare her then. But the it's ne- rain season. They decide. I know there's so much rain. And the next Saturday they decide to go to the woods and decide because it's Saturday, Courtney and Denise have to be at the treehouse. So they all go, bringing Buttercup, and they decide to hot, go go scope out the treehouse, right? And uh let's see but buttercup gets distracted and sees a squirrel and goes running after yes. it and they lose well, Buttercup. well first they they see that it turns out that they are there that that denise and courtney are there they're both wearing blue midriff tops and white shorts hot and they start to put shaving cream on buttercup's mouth to make him look like he's frothing yeah and then he sees a squirrel and runs off and they all run after him, and they all decide to split up and go in different directions to try and find Buttercup. Okay, Isn't braving. this book terrifying? And yeah, 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 Eddie gets lost and realizes but he's... Then something else happens that's really, really weird. Doesn't he run into a red, coal-eyed monster in the woods? He does. So he runs into an, a, a, a monster, but it turns out it's just another dog who's as big as a pony with black furl, fur. Yarling. Yarling with its furl. And... It gets He gets chased and attacked by this huge dog as big as a pony. It doesn't make any sense. It In doesn't. fact, when I was reading this, I was like, am I falling asleep while I'm reading this? And I, I, I was dreaming I was like, that this I read what is this, Legend of the Lost Legend? It doesn't make any sense. What is this, sense. A Beast from the East? Yeah, it was so weird. Hat shows up with a stick and yells at it to go away, and it does. And Eddie realizes he's been holding his breath and la- lets out a loud whoosh of Ooh. air. And they, he and Hat decides to, to to walk back and see if they can find their way back to civilization. And Eddie thinks he sees the black dog again, but it turns out it's just the a The black gu- doglia. <laughs> and it turns out it's not a black dog. It's just a gust of wind shaking leaves. Oh, that's right. I get them confused all the time. And they find Molly and Charlene. And they, and Charlene's flipping out and they said, let's go back home. Buttercup probably went back home. And when they get out of the woods, they see Courtney and Denise with Buttercup and the other big black dog. And she says, is this your dog? And gives Buttercup back. And then the big black dog is licking Courtney's hand. And she says, isn't this other dog such a sweetheart? So weird. Womp, womp, womp. And then icy cold hands wrap around Eddie's neck and he screams, No <gasps> it just turns out it's Charlene whose hands have been holding a Coke and they're like oh, a Coke sorry. Coal, and they're so cold. <laughs> so it Did I scare you? It turns out they're all at another meeting trying to figure out how to scare Courtney. Get a hobby. Come on. Get out of here. And they don't come up with anything. Eddie walks home. Now this sequence, this is another sequence. This is an odd book. This is weird what happens here. Can you read what happens? So Eddie starts to walk home and some of the street lamps are out. And he walks past a vacant lot and he hears and sees a low moaning shadow that comes creeping towards him through the weeds. And Eddie's like, That's, that can't be the wind. That's too human to be the wind. And he starts running home, and he sees and hears shadows chasing him. It's, it's not clear. The whole point of this sequence is, well, there's, it's this funny line where Alstein says, as Eddie says, oh God, I knew I would never make it home. <laughs> and then he makes it home, and he realizes the whole time it was just his imagination. Just my imagination raho run,
1: running away with me.
0: I tell you it was just my imagination running away with me. It's the first thing I ever learned in choir. So the whole purpose of that sequence of the book, not of me singing, that had no purpose. <laughs> The whole purpose of that sequence in the book was to say, like, oh, light bulb, we should be scaring Courtney at night. There's nothing scary about scaring her during the day. We gotta scare her at night. We We gotta gotta scare her at night. night. We gotta scare her at night! So, they decide to scare her at night. And the next day, they have another meeting. This is, like, the... This is a morning meeting. To talk about the night. (laughs) And uh, they... Oh, this is that morning. Sorry, this is literally at morning meeting. It's something called morning meeting that they have at their school. Their 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 one room schoolhouse, mm-hmm. and besides the besides the um gym, the two story gym, and they talk. They're talking about monsters. And Courtney says, "I know monsters are real. My uncle is a scientist, and he's seen the. He knows the Loch Ness Monster is real. He knows Bigfoot is real." And Eddie's like. I got it. I've got an idea. We're going to scare her with monsters. Yes. Not only m- monsters, mud monsters. Yes. So they decide to ask Eddie's brother Kevin if he can dress up in his co- mud monster costume with his friends and scare Courtney at night by the treehouse. And Kevin says, no. And Eddie says, please, I'll do your chores for a month. I'll be Abyss free. And he says, fine. And Molly says, oh, I can get Courtney there at night, don't you worry. Now there's a quick chapter that explains the mud monster myth. I think this is worth reading. Okay, I'll I'll read the whole thing. Some early settlers of our town were too poor to build houses, (laughs) so they set up little huts in the woods along the banks of Muddy Creek. The creek was much bigger then, much deeper and wider, deep deep and wide. wide. It wasn't just a muddy trickle of water the way it is today. The people were poor and hardworking, and mm, pretty soon, they'd built an entire village of huts along the creek. But the people in town looked down on them. They refused to help them in any way. No. The town officials refused to share the city water supply with the muddy creek people. No. The store owners refused to let them buy anything on credit. No. Many of the creek people were going hangry. I'm so hungry. Many of them were sick. <laughs> but the town refused to help. This all happened over a hundred years ago, maybe even longer. Wow. One night, there was a terrible rainstorm, no. pouring rains and hurricanes winds. Before the creek people could run to safety, the creek rose up. The muddy banks towered up like a tidal wave, a tidal wave of heavy black mud. The mud swept over the village. It buried all the huts and all the people. Like lava from a volcano, it buried everything beneath it. The next morning, there was nothing left of the village. The creek rolled by high in its muddy banks. The woods were silent and empty. The village and all the people were gone, only not completely. Completely. According to the legend, once a year when the moon is full, the villagers rise up from the mud. They're mud monsters now, half dead and half alive. They're mud monsters. And once a year, the mud monsters pull themselves up from their muddy graves to dance in the moonlight. Dance. And to seek revenge <laughs> on the townspeople who refuse to help them. So these are evil dancing monsters. Da- So now it's Sunday night, and Kevin, Eddie's brother, is making Eddie call him sir, and Kevin's getting dressed up with orange-brown mud over his baggy jeans and black t-shirt. This doesn't sound that scary to me. You know what I mean? Seeing people covered in mud, but anyway. No. And so he gets in his car, covered in mud, like mud pouring off of his clothes, and gets in his car and goes to pick up his friends, while Eddie goes over to Molly's. Now Molly says, you know, Molly's the one that said, I can get Courtney there, so uh eddie gets on the phone downs goes over to molly's house gets on the phone downstairs so molly's on the phone upstairs and molly says listen up i'll t- uh, just listen up i know what i can do and calls courtney on the phone upstairs so this is their conversation on the phone hey molly what's up i heard something i thought you'd be interested in i just heard that the mud monsters are supposed to appear at the creek tonight this is a joke right no I really heard it. They said it's a full moon, and this is the night the mud monsters rise up every year. Molly, give me a break. Come on, why'd you call me? Well, Courtney, you said in school that you believed in monsters, and so when I heard about the mud monsters, I thought you'd be really desperate to see them.
1: Ooh, where
0: did you hear about this? On the radio. I just heard it on the radio. They said the mud monsters were going to rise up in the woods tonight when the moon is up. Well, you go. You can tell me about it in school on Monday. Well, I might go. I mean, you don't get a chance to see real monsters very often. But if you're scared, Courtney, you should stay home. Huh? What did you just say? I said, if you're too scared, you should definitely stay away from the woods. Me? Scared? I'm not scared of any mud monsters, Molly. I'll see you there in ten minutes. Unless you're too scared. No, really. Stay home. I don't want to be responsible. If you start to panic and you get hurt. See you there. And they get her there. So, Molly and Eddie go to meet up with Charlene and Hat. And Charlene and Hat say that they saw Courtney going into the woods with Denise. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, as, the goss. and as they're making their way through the woods, they hear low moans. Ooh. And they get a little scared, but they realize it's probably just doves. Yeah. Night doves. <laughs> he is really excited and nervous and scared. And I'm so excited. But the car went off a cliff before he could escape. And it crashed and burned and I was so upset and excited. And he keeps hearing those low moans. Uh, and at one point... One point... Uh, he trips and lands hard on his elbow. And they huddle behind the weeds while... Well, Courtney and Denise, they see Courtney and Denise in the treehouse with binoculars, a camera, and a flashlight. And they're like, this is perfect, but where are Kevin and Kevin's friends? They're supposed to be here. They're supposed to be at the treehouse scaring Courtney and Denise. Can we just talk about also how ridiculous it is? It's just like, I heard on the radio the mud monsters are going to be there tonight. Like, that's... It's it's, it's completely ridiculous. It makes me want to throw bees at it. So they see something moving in the clearing. It's probably just a low-moaning shadow. A low-moaning dove. And three creatures rise from the mud behind the treehouse, mud covering their tattered old clothes, and they start walking behind the treehouse towards Courtney and Denise. And Charlene and Molly and Had and Eddie see this, and they're like, oh, God, turn around. They, there they are, turn around. And then they hear footsteps behind them, and they realize that coming up towards them from behind Charlotte, Charlene, Molly, Had, and Eddie are Kevin and his friends dressed as the mud monster. They say, sorry, we're late. Sorry, we're late. We, we had, had a flat, flat tire. Time. And they realize, if you're over here... Then who's by the treehouse? Barb, Barb, bar. and it's mud monsters—actual yes. mud monsters, skinny, scraggly, twisted, mud-soaked bodies. Ooh, yeah, this is getting good. And dozens and dozens and dozens of monsters start pulling themselves out of the mud and walking across the clearing, and they start screaming, "Oh God, it's real! Run, Denise! Run, Courtney!" And everyone, including Courtney and Denise, run and shriek and run for their lives. I love it. Things start to really get good on page 119. And that's it. And that's the end of the book. It ends on page 120. So the that they all run away screaming, and then there's a really, really short mini epilogue that's like, that Eddie's saying, wow, we were really scared of that. We couldn't believe the monsters were real. But Courtney keeps bragging that she saw the monsters. That's it. That's the book. Well, let me do that thing, or you do the thing, right? We do the, every episode we we read the first paragraph of the book and the last paragraph of the book just to make it a short silly sweet book. So, this is the first paragraph and last paragraph of You Can't Scare Me. The day we decided to scare Courtney was the day of our class field trip. But we can't. We're just too scared. Oh I don't like that. Oh but so I tell you what I do like. I do like the television episode a whole lot. Let's talk about the TV episode. okay. This is one. This is a TV episode that I have on my phone and on my computer and like everywhere. And whenever it's a rainy, cloudy day, when it's rain season here in California, I always play this episode because this is the perfect like 3.30 rainy afternoon folding laundry episode to have on. It feels like such a short episode too. It does feel like a short episode. It's so short. It does a really good job of taking the essence of the book and just quickly quickening the pace and getting to the point. I think it... I really, really, really like this episode a lot. It's not one of my all-time favorite episodes. Uh It's a little... The tone of it's a little, like, silly for me. Yeah, I understand. We had just gone from... I know that's not chronological for the TV episodes, but we just gone from Werewolf Fever Swamp, which was so blood-curdlingly terrifying. Yeah. And this one's so, like... I will say this episode starts off with a really frightening sequence where yes, it, there's a little girl, a little redheaded girl in a bonnet and her grandfather are climbing through the woods and the, the she's woods. She's like tossing a ball around. And they're like an old timey garb and it's a very misty, foggy, rainy, gray afternoon in these like kind of fucked up gray, sticky, I mean skinny treed woods, right? Yes. And... Uh, Grandpa's like, well, yeah, we better go back home. It's raining. And then this, an uh, alien's voice comes out of the little girl's body, and she goes, No, I'm having too much fun. Real muddy.
1: Maybe we should go home now, huh? No, I'm having.
0: Which is one of my favorite lines of the whole episode. And then she's throwing this ball around, and she decides to throw it about 100 feet b- straight behind her into uh, a muddy swamp. A muddy, gray lump of gray mud. So Grandpa, with his cane, tries to go over and get the ball, but instead he falls in and gets sucked underneath... By a mud monster. Yes. and A mud monster pops out. Now, we see the mud monster really quickly, and what I like about the mud monster, although... The cover of the book. You know me like me liking to stay true to the the source material. You know he likey. You know how me likey. <laughs> <laughs> me likey when it stays close. This I, but my sentence was, you know me liking. Uh huh. Even that really is not very good to say. Um, so I think is really traumatizing because. This little girl gets watches a mud monster hand reach out and pull her grandpa under. Then the grandpa essentially drowns and dies. And then the mud monster comes out and goes, and she starts screaming and crying. And then we cut to a voiceover of Courtney saying, they "And the two were never universe. heard heard from or seen again."
1: Muddy
0: Creek. And I'm like, if these two were never heard heard from from or seen from again, how do you know that story, bitch? And I also love in this episode, I mean, Courtney's perfectly cast and every time she speaks or shows up, there's this music cue, this like swirling, tinkling piano that's so absolutely hilarious.
1: It's okay, Trenchla, it's okay. Franchulas hardly ever bite, and even if they do, it doesn't hurt. Like the snake, it's a misunderstood creature.
0: Turn up, I love it. Yes, so we're in a classroom, yeah, and and Courtney's giving a. Reading a paper that she wrote about monsters, basically. Right. And the teacher's, like, all up her butt, and it's like, I love you, I love you. And the TV episode doesn't have Molly or Charlene, which is because a Because you don't choice, need them. Because you don't you absolutely need don't and need them. you have Eddie is a African-American, braced uh, young actor, and then Hat is Caucasia. And for some reason, though... He, Hat becomes sort of Hat the protagonist. Is, is, like, our leader and protagonist who, like, carries the story, not basically. Eddie, not Eddie, I'm not, I'm not sure why This but actor that is the also case. is later in the Goosebumps TV episode The Haunted House Game, which is a give yourself I mean sorry, a Tales to Give You Goosebumps yes b- story later. And I think he's he's really, really he great. Is really, I, think, really good. I think um I think Eddie Eddie's just okay, but and some of the teachers Yeah, are, the guys that, the guy that plays Hat is really good. I think the male teacher's a real real clunker of an actor, but I think the rest of them are actually really, really good. And we immediately get the sense and that Eddie and Hat really obviously don't like Courtney and they have the snake with them. Yeah, they have, like, in this the back of brown the corn snake or and whatever. They, they put it in her lunch bag there, right then and there. Yeah, and they're like, we're going to scare Courtney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's lunchtime or whatever in their small, weird school. And another thing I like about this episode, I'm jumping ahead a little bit chronologically. Thank you. And throughout this episode they set the ambiance of there's something weird about this town there's something not quite right there's also a shot where they come in from outside and they have mud soaked boots and there's like all these mud trails in the school there's also a scene where a a man is, is is washing his car and his car says muddy creek on it it's like a van a van washing his van and there's the water that's coming out it's not water it's mud yeah. And he, he like, he like accidentally sprays himself on the face with mud. And there's this mud everywhere. And the town that they are in is actually Muddy Creek is yeah, the name of the town. And it's also perpetually misty outside. It always looks like it's freezing and raining. It's and always cold. rain season. Yeah. I think, I think it's, uh, the, the, this episode creates kind of a cool ambiance. Anyway, so it's lunchtime and we're like, oh, Courtney's going to get scared by the snake in the lunch bag. And of course the teacher walks up. Mr. Finley like, walks up and is like, and she's like, oh, how, Mr. Finley, how are you? How? How is your family and he's like oh it's fine thank you for asking and she's She's like like, why aren't you eating lunch the teacher's just basically standing there this actor is standing there waiting for Courtney to ask him about his lunch yeah and so she's like oh he's like I forgot it or whatever and she's like oh my mother always packs too much here I insist and he's like no 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 I can't she's like but it's smoked salmon salmon with with cream cream cheese cheese. and he was like smoked salmon you're not
1: eating?
0: no I left my lunch at home today I
1: don't really get to lunch then please have a little of mine. Oh,
0: no, no, I, I, I couldn't.
1: Please, I insist. My mom, she packs too much anyway. Well, thank you very much, Courtney. She's giving it to Finley. Great, we'll get both of them. And maybe for lucky, Mr. Finley will think Courtney did it on purpose. Salmon with cream cheese. Smoke salmon.
0: And then she... This actor, this teacher is also later in the episode Don't Go to Sleep. Don't Go to Sleep, that's right. And I think he's, no offense or whatever, not trying to... I think he gets cast off... Of, he has kind of a, an expressive face, but he's not particularly a good actor at all. I don't think he's very good either. Yeah. And so he op- reaches into um, uh, Courtney's black... Um, Leather, uh, tiny, tiny, backpack, clueless backpack... And he pulls out a rubbery gray and black snake that's two times bigger and a completely different color than the real snake that we saw hat put into Courtney's bag earlier. And he tosses and it's and at it at Courtney. And when it lands in Courtney's lap, again, it is the brown small snake that's a real live snake that we saw earlier in the episode. I can't, I can't express to you how fake the fake snake looks. Yeah. It's very clearly a coiled, like, blue-green fake snake. I'm talking snake. like Halloween store, Inland Empire, 99 cents. And so he freaks out, everybody freaks out, and she's like, oh, it's just a harmless corn snake. Somebody must have put it in there and makes little kissy faces at the snake. Yeah, she makes some sexy kissy faces at the snake. So their next idea is, oh, <laughs> there's this moment that I love that I really want to point out. Earlier in the episode, the teacher's like, what a great paper, Courtney. Hey, Eddie, maybe we, w- you, we would listen to your paper if you could ever get it off your computer. And he's like, it's stuck in there. And Courtney's like, I'm di- sure if you download it to a, a, a disc, disc I, I could help, help you print, print it. off." So later that day, uh, Hat and Eddie are walking down the hallway and Courtney <laughs> comes down the stairs and she's literally saying, That's the thing about the about computers. Anyone can figure them out. Oh, oh sorry, sorry Eddie. Eddie. I didn't see you.
1: that's the thing about
0: computers these days. Anyone can figure them out. Oh. Sorry. I I didn't see you. Courtney kind of keeps talking. It's hilarious. kind of hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So Hat's next idea, Snake. It, after the snake is tarantula so we pretty much have very a similar tarantula situation that we did in the book you know the boys steal the tarantula they hide in the cabinet but the- what's in, what's, what I love here is that while they're hiding in the cabinet they hide in the cabinet because the science teacher comes back with Courtney And Courtney's having a conversation with the science teacher. And the science teacher's like, but Courtney, you already have an A. And she's like, but isn't there, can't I get something higher than that? Than an A+. And she's like, it's science class. Can't we invent one? it's like, oh, I wish there were more students like you. And I wish that there were more teachers like you. Uh, And then she's like, okay, good night, Courtney. Are you sure you don't want to, I don't know. No, she says, you need to ride home. And Courtney says, no, I like to walk. It gives me time to think about my classwork. Yeah. (laughs) And Hat and Eddie are hiding in in the closet and they realize while they're hiding this tarantula comes out of its container and starts its pinpricks. Which well, is genuinely Eddie, frightening. Eddie says, get your hand off my leg. And Hat's like, my hand isn't on your leg. It's the tarantula. And so they start screaming going, ha, help me. Help, ha, help, ha, help, ha. help, help. And Courtney hears them, lets them out. And there's kind of, for me actually, a frightening shot of her pulling the tarantula off of Eddie's body, and you see those sticky, spindly legs sticking Spinning, to the cloth. body, oddy, oddy, And so then we're in the next, uh, the next day at school, it, and it turns out her paper has been put in the sco- like the actual town newspaper, the Muddy under Creek interest o- Muddy Creek Observer. And the teacher's handing out a copy to everybody. And it's like, wow, how does it feel to be a published writer? And she's like, be a famous writer. She's like, well, I'm not famous yet. And the teacher's like, getting published is the first step. She says, like, what do you think you learned from writing this? And Courtney says, she, after writing this paper, she realizes that she overcame her fear of, uh, overcame her fears, specifically maybe of monsters. I also love and the, now mo- she's the motif, of, motif of monsters that, that, Courtney talks about in here, and she says, I think people create monsters so the do- things that they deal with in the real world won't seem that scary when there's real monsters.
1: People have a need to create monsters, it helps us believe that the real world isn't as scary as the monsters we dream up
0: know what I mean and she articulates it better than that because Courtney's a lot smarter than I am <laughs> um, but I've always I've always thought about that where it's like I even read an interview with R.L. Stein where he, he was saying especially as the series went on he didn't want anything too real to be happening in the books especially with parents or things like that because these books were a form of escape it's about mud monsters it's about vampires it's to escape from the real problems to the real God, world God, I love that yeah I too. love that so much yeah thank so, you so Hat Meadley has an idea. Is, I have an idea of how to scare Courtney. And he says, What? And he and Hat shows Eddie a drawing and he drew a mud monster and it's almost exactly the mud monster from the cover of the book. In the a same cool shows. It is really cool. So they conve they convince Courtney to meet them at Muddy Creek. Yeah. They say, if you're not if you're not scared of monsters, prove it, meet us at Muddy Creek. And she's like, Fine. It's pretty easy. And I want to be like, girl, take a lesson from this TV episode in the book. It's like you don't need to pull all these tricks to get Courtney to come out and try to scare her. They seem to do it pretty easy at that yeah, point. Yeah, they just ask Easily. her. Easily. Yeah. Basically. And so they go to Muddy Creek. By the way if you get a chance to watch this episode she's straight up killing it with the fashions in this episode when she she, looks great at one point she wears like a shiny pleather skirt and another part where she's wearing like a full turquoise like kind of like teal outfit with long black boots and she kind of stomps down the hall away from the two boys puts her hands in their faces and kind of walks off she does she does this amazing 90s like hand in the face sort of thing and then as she's walking away Hat Hat. does like an impression of her walk like her sassy flirty flip like rocking that butt back and forth and that used to make me laughs so, so hard. hard as a kid. It's so funny. I know, I love it. So later they are at Muddy Creek and Eddie is gonna dress, just basically pours mud all over his clothes. So they're standing in, in misty, foggy, rainy, creepy woods and there's two giant piles of gray shit. Gray, blue mud. That look like triceratops poo crap. And... Eddie's just kind of politely covered with gray mud, and it just looks like Eddie covered in gray mud. In, like, a little bit of mud. And they're like, this is perfect. And they, she's going to be so scared. And I even said to Matthew out loud, like, would you be scared of that? Yeah. And Courtney doesn't show up for a while. Hat starts to search around the woods for her and yells for her. And gets lost basically, and, and he sees an actual mud monster walking around. And he's like, "Wow, Eddie, you look great!" And then like, kind of like goes up to him, and then realizes it's a real mud monster. And then we get what g- could be, and genuinely kind of is, a frightening sequence of this mud monster going, rawr, rawr, chasing Hat through the woods. Except they do that weird, jerky, slow motion '90s music video thing that they did in the Werewolf of Fever Swamp, where they eliminate any kind of scares by making it look like a cheap kind of crap. And they music just have video. sort of voiceover, heavy breathing of hat like oh, 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 like running away from the monster it's too bad because i think the mud monster genuinely looks really really cool it and does the, look the, pretty cool the costumes now awesome. while this is happening i think this is important to mention eddie this is something that's different from the well from the book but eddie is waiting and is bored and at one point he yawns and stretches and a, pl- a little clump of mud falls off his arm and lands on the ground and starts to expand. Yeah, so and it's implied that there's something going on with the mud in this town. That it's the mud, you know, is supernatural, supernatural in and of itself. And every time we cut back to Eddie, the mud mound has grown bigger until it's like two mud mounds till it's huge. Like yeah. so much. And it's, so, it's such weird looking mud. It is. It doesn't, it's not, it's not very well done. And anyway, so Hatt is running and screaming and, run, and ends up getting back to Eddie and is like, there's a real mud monster. There's a real mud monster. And then Eddie's like, there's no such thing as monsters. Remember, they're, they're not real. And he goes, yeah, it was, look. And then you see Courtney coming, running through the woods and she's kind of, she's uh, she comes running out and she's like, well, if it isn't Eddie and Hat or whatever and... Adolescent trying to scare another above intelligence, average intelligence, adolescent. I'm not trying to brag. I'm just stating the facts.
1: Isn't it interesting how people keep on trying something that has no chance of succeeding? Here we have two adolescents of average or below intelligence trying to win adolescents adolescence of much higher than average intelligence. I'm not bragging. I'm just staying the
0: facts. I'm talking about persistence. Oh, wow. And gives a sort of like really diplomatic, ridiculous speech. And, and then slowly at Shirley behind her as she's speaking to them, they go, mud monster. She's like, mud what? Oh, mud monster. Oh, I see. There's a mud monster behind me. And then she turns around and the mud monster is behind her and she says, you're right. You're correct. Or something. And so then, the mud monster kind of yells in Courtney's Ooh. face. And, you know, of course, what you're expecting is this come up and smoke moment where, where Courtney gets scared or some kind of proven thing. But instead, she just launches into a conversation with the monster. She says, I can feel your anger. Now, that's what we need to look at. Now, doesn't that feel better?
1: A monster! Oh, a mud monster! A mud monster is behind me, I see. But what? That's what we need to look at. Now, isn't that better? Now, we have to talk about your aggressive behavior. You can't expect sympathy from people if you're always attacking them, you know. Well adjusted monsters just don't do those sorts of things. Correct me if I'm wrong, but inside this monster we all see, I think we have an emotionally wounded creature. It wasn't until I admitted to myself that there was nothing wrong with being perfect that I was able to totally accept myself. to work on your self-growth and definitely do something about your impulsive behavior. Hear me out. Hello there. Hello. Are you even listening to me?
0: And starts giving some weird sort of like, and so we kind of have like Psychotherapy Fade moment. in and out long drawn out lecture That she gives the monster And as time goes on the sun comes out And the and the mud monster dries up and he dies And they're like I'll leave it to Courtney To talk a mud monster to death You know and trying to be his therapist or whatever And then cut to a sequence That's completely ridiculous Where, where the mud monster's kind of like Drank. on the ground and there's a bunch of reporters taking pictures and Courtney's like when I was speaking to the president on the phone when earlier the president called to congratulate me like I told him I always knew there could be a monster out here and then she says something really hilarious and she she's was like I'll never forget the look on the face of two frightened little boys she said, Pat and Eddie she said that's why saving the lives of two frightened boys Courtney when did you first realize you were dealing with a monster as
1: I told the president earlier when he phoned to congratulate me I always suspected that there might be some truth to the legend of the mud monster. I think I'm going to be sick if only Courtney could talk a mud monster to death. I also told him that being a hero comes with lots of responsibility. That's why saving the lives of two frightened little boys, Hanetti and Eddie, was something I had to do. <sighs> oh, brother. I'll never forget the look of absolute terror in their little faces. <laughs> Pretty
0: genius. I'll never forget the look of absolute terror on their and faces. And so there's like, you know, the press are all around with microphones and cameras and lights, thing like that, and interviewing starts, her. It starts to rain. And she says, oh, darn the rain. Shall we reconvene at City Hall? And, like, gets out her little umbrella and then kind of skips everyone away. leaves, and they leave the monster there. Leave the monster there, and everyone gets off in their vans and drives away, including Courtney. No, she doesn't get in a van. She walks away in her teal, turquoise outfit. And so, Hat and Eddie are completely defeated, and they're both covered in mud, and they're standing in the pouring rain. And They, they, go, they leave the edge of the woods, and they sit on this picnic table, and they're like, oh, well, we gotta give up, man. I guess we're life never just, gonna... Life just isn't fair. And... We're never going to scare The Mud Courtney. Monster it's has like, come right. back to life by the rain and like puts its hand on Hat. And Hat's like, and oh, Because they're thanks, saying like, they're like, should we get out of the rain? It's like, what's the use, man? Life sucks or whatever. And, and you, the hand that comes out is Hat thinking Eddie's comforting him. And he's like, oh, thanks. And then there's this really kind of quick, awkward beat at the end 90s. where they kind of half turn around and the Mud Monster goes, Rar! and then it's a freeze frame of them like kind of running away from the Mud Monster. And then that's it. Then that's the end of that episode. <laughs> but I think it's kind of fun, even though it gets kind of silly and ridiculous, and kind of takes a fun. it takes a little bit lost world oh. Jurassic Park turn to me because it, it it takes it someplace that's like so completely ridiculous by the end of it. But what I what I forgot to mention is this: this episode was season two, episode seven. And that it aired October 5th Ooh. 1996 I love this episode If you guys get a chance to If it's a rainy day Or if it's rain season In California Or wherever you're from Or wherever you're listening to this And if you really want to be scared Go on Netflix And just keep this in the background Or watch it It's 20 minutes It's really short and It flies and by And I really really like this one And you know I th- At the end of the last episode We're like Ooh Matthew We got one of your favorites Coming up You can't scare me And when I listened to the episode again I was like I guess it's not really one of my favorites. At it's all. so funny. I always, in my life, think of this as one of your favorites. It's not. I just really like the cover. That's right. I don't like the book to be completely. It's such honest. a good cover. Um, but it's the lowest graded book we have so far. So it's my least favorite book. But it's one of my. I really, really like the cover. The cover's really. fun. It's not your least favorite book of the whole series. It's um no. It's just it's, it might be my least favorite that we've read so far. All right, I'll go with um, that. But I, I I think the TV episode's a lot of fun. And next episode Ooh. we get to read the first Goosebumps book I ever re- read. It's how we found and it. And in the Goosebumps monster bracket that was just done on Scholastic Tumblr and it's online. It's the most popular it's Goosebumps the most popular book, Goosebumps of all one. time. And I think it's the first Goosebumps book that a lot of people think of when they think of Goosebumps. Um, it's One Day at Horrorland. It's going to be epic. Get ready. So I'm excited to get in the doom slide with you guys and scream eee! our way through that one. So thank you so much for listening. Yes. Um, uh, write us a review if you'd like. Yes, and if please. You're, if you're not too scared. Ooh! that was like a scared noise <laughs> okay i was just gonna say yes please write us uh if you like this please write us a review on itunes it um every time you write a review it pushes us up it pushes us up on the list of podcasts mm-hmm. and that means more people get to listen to us and please share and scare yeah scare all your friends okay promise do you promise and join us next time if you dare
1: shall